I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We're the guys from That Film Stew, and this is our latest review, Legion of Superheroes. Directed by Jeff Wamister, Legion of Superheroes is the animated superhero film based on the DC Comics and superhero team of the same name. It is the sixth installment in the Tomorrowverse. The movie is out now, but if you haven't watched Legion of Superheroes yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. So, Luke, what is Legion of Superheroes all about? Welcome to the 31st century in the Legion Academy, where a new generation hones its powers with hopes of joining the Legion of Superheroes. Among its ranks is Supergirl, who struggles to adjust to life on Earth. A nefarious plot lurks in the shadows. The mysterious group known as the Dark Circle seeks a powerful weapon held in the Academy's vault. Uh, Look... The first thing, the first thing that struck me with this with this movie, the animation, the art design. I know we've seen it already at the start of this Tomorrowverse continuity with um, Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Is that what it's called, or is it just yep. Man of Tomorrow, something like that? Yep, oh, that's it. So you know, you've got those thicker, bold lines. It's very, you know, it's 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 very like pulpy. Um, you know, American art style comic strip, like, you know. There's elements of it that I like, and I like the approach and the fact that they're sticking with it. And look, But then there's other moments where it just took me a really long time to adjust. Um, in this movie as well, the opening scene, the, you know, there's a lot of, like, sort of almost, like, CGI rendered images in the background i know it's like we're on krypton and it kind of works for that but it was just like me my brain trying to adapt to the animation i'm, I'm i don't think i'm there yet with it i don't know are you finding this design fine are you okay with it you, you love it well i'm okay with it and i accepted it on man of tomorrow and we made the comparisons then to archer it's got a very similar style That's, where yes. the animation looks flat but then you've got those thick, broad lines around the characters and and detail. I'm okay with it. I mean, this, I, what we're getting from this film, it's the look and tone of the house style that Warner Brothers are using. So it feels of a piece. I do really like that. I've got to be honest, the last time they did a shared continuity, it's going back to what started with Justice League War. I had more issues with that animation style to be honest, I'd go as far as saying maybe it's a reaction to that. I'm liking this. I'm liking that it's very, it's a simplified art style. But what I'm noticing, though, is, like, for example, that like we see the opening of this movie, we see Superman. And he's a character who, well, a lot of superheroes do have plain costumes, but there's something about him in particular that does look very plain. But then when you're seeing other characters like, you know, Batman, he's got a cowl. The Flash has a mask. When you see the Legion in the future, the Legion are pretty weird. I mean, they are pretty much DC's X-Men. 
Like that's the kind of group that they are, aliens from different planets. So the animation, it doesn't look as standard because he's, they're having to animate all these different aliens. I don't know. I think yeah. they got a bit more creative with it, but this being the house style, I'm okay. I like at the least, fact at least that... with this continuity, the costumes look good. <laughs> like, no, the like co- yeah, no, the costumes do look good. Like Superman good. has the red trunks. So there is a lot to like about the animation style, but the points you've made, I get them completely, but I do like six films, film to film, don't look similar. They look the same. And <laughs> we've this is the first film I've watched where it feels like less of a film and more of a pilot for a TV series because it's kind of – remember how – what Star Trek used to do. They'd set up a new series like the Enterprise D was in the pilot of – Deep Space Nine, dropping off O'Brien. Voyager set off from Deep Space Nine. And I was getting that feeling here where it's like, hey, although it opens with Supergirl on Krypton, and that's all great, but then it's like, look, it's Superman, it's Flash, and they're helping give like, or Batman even, giving a nudge to this Legion yeah. movie. The the proverbial backdoor that's oh, what it right. that's what it feels like. Well, and also, do you know what? One more thing, actually. One more thing. What a missed opportunity. I mean, you're not kidding us, Warner Brothers. This is not a Legion of Superheroes movie. This is a Supergirl movie that features the Legion. They should have just had the name of this movie, although it makes it even longer, Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes. And it was a comic <laughs> a few years ago, a very popular comic where Supergirl reasons had uh, stuck in the 31st century. They should have used Supergirl. Maybe mm. if this movie went into production after the announcement that James Gunn and Peter Safran made at DC Studios that they're going to make a Supergirl movie because the live-action show's ended. But Supergirl's still more of a known IP than Legion of Superheroes, so it seems odd that that's what they're going to call this movie. And even if you look at the cover of the DVD, and it's got Legion of Superheroes, but behind that text is the S-Shield. It's like, come on, this is a Supergirl movie. Yeah. Look, you make, you make two major points there, so I'll address them both one one at a time. So the thing with like this feeling like a, like a pilot for a new TV series, I mean, a big, I think a big uh, part of what's making that feel like that is also the fact that this does kind of feel like a CW show like we're we're introduced to a group of of young teenage type kind of characters there's an assortment of them they've all got little quirks um and this kind of leads into your second point like none of those characters and i'm talking the main like you know the the legion at least the students anyway none of them are developed enough that i cared about any of them or could tell the difference between you know, one from the other. I mean, obviously, like, you know, you duplicate girl. I get it. She's the one that, you know, can multiply herself kind of thing. It's like, okay, I, I, I get that. Like, but overall, it's like, I kind of remember half the others, the, the names without looking them up. I, they're just not that interesting. In a TV show, what you would do is that over time, multiple episodes, you would delve into these other characters and, and, and get onto it. This movie 
worked better when it was Supergirl. Pretty much as soon as she goes into the 31st century, the movie kind of lost me. Like, I mean, look, when she's... Look, the opening scene with her and the fact that it's like, you know, when she gets sent off planet and then the opening credits start, you know, I enjoyed the fact that it was like kind of paying homage to like the, you know, the original Superman, you know, movie and Superman 2. That was all fun. I was like, okay, cool. I'm getting I'm getting kind of giddy. Then she's on Earth. And look, Earth already in modern times kind of looks a little bit futuristic. I was like, oh, these buildings look pretty flash. No pun there. Um, and I was kind of, I was there with the Supergirl character. She was our point of entry into this movie for a good 15 minutes or so. We were with her. We were dealing with her struggles. Okay, she's obviously some time's passed. She's there. She's established. She's already Supergirl. So obviously stuff has happened, but she's still not quite, you know, earthbound yet. I want to see where this goes. And then she's in the future. Oh, okay. It's a completely new environment. It's a completely new yeah. Earth. It might as well be an alien planet from then on out. So I feel like all of that stuff with her struggling to adapt, feel like she has purpose, that she belongs, irrelevant. And then we're introduced to all these, I'm going to call them supporting characters. They don't do anything. But it's their the movie. Title, don't forget. the title characters. <laughs> I mean, it's only a title, so we can't bash it. No, come on. No, 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 no. You can. No, you can. It's a because legion of yeah. It's yeah. It's a legion of superheroes movie, and it's not even like. But it's okay because I mean, Supergirl does become a member of the legion. But outside of that comic I mentioned and what's happening in this film, that's a relatively new thing. It was always Superboy, a young Clark Kent that went to the thirty-first century. The Legion were inspired by Superman. That's their origin. But then what's happening in this film, which I had accepted and liked from previous films, is that, again, this is a continuity that started with Superman, Man of Tomorrow. And then the next film we got was, it was um, the Justice Society World War II movie, wasn't it? We got that before Batman, The Long Halloween. Yeah, that was the second one, wasn't it? And then we had the the Batman double. The two-parter. But what they're doing, and then we got Green Lantern before this one, they're jumping all over the place. And it's like, I was liking it because, oh, okay, that, that, that's cool. Like, we're not watching this, this world in real time. We're going to spend time with different characters at, at different times in the DCU and that's okay. We're not watching a TV show. We're watching films that connect. But then when you've got Superman making an offhand remark, like what happens off camera is all the adventures in his first meeting with the Legion. You're just told, like, oh, by the way, I know the Legion. I'll introduce you. I did it before. We're going to leave it there. And then she goes on her I, own. Yeah. No, that's it. I mean, essentially what we have is – we we were introduced to Superman in that in that Man of Tomorrow movie, and now all this stuff has sort of developed and happened off screen. And it's like, wow, we've we've jumped in. I mean, unless they go back and they we do get some stories, but then I feel like eventually, you know, once 
actual like major story arcs are put in place for the overall storyline of of this continuity you know but uh, you know the next movie that coming you know like the the war thing that's that's all happening i feel like once this the bigger story and everyone's involved moves forward it's going to be difficult to sort of tell those isolated stories in the past like we're no longer going to be interested in superman learning the ropes and you know developing the justice league and you know meeting other teams and other things happen it's it's i mean that that's the thing the time traveling like an orb technology thing the next film is as you said it's a justice league film it's going to be the big one it's the first time all the characters are going to come together but it could take place after the formation of the justice league so i might not even see that they just appear well, in the next film. That's it. Then again, no, we, we have seen Justice League in the Green Arrow, not Green Arrow, he's in it, Green Lantern, Beware My Power. Justice League, we're in that. You had Vixen, Hawkman. Yeah, I, I, they do it. Do you know what? I like that they're doing something a little bit different. I like that it feels like you're just picking up a random comic book, which is what we did when we were kids. Like now we can get away. subscriptions it, from a comic shop, yeah. but you used to read comics like I'm going to pick up Superman issue, whatever. And the next one I pick up might have nothing to do with that issue. And then you just kind of like just, but it is, I don't know, it, it's different. But at the same time, I kind of like that they're doing something different, but at the same time, not. But let's let's go back to Supergirl, because after all, this is her movie. <laughs> the, the opening you mentioned is on Krypton. And the version of Supergirl that we're getting here is her being a refugee. So unlike her cousin Clark, who was a baby when he arrived on Earth, he didn't know Krypton. He's just learned when he came of age, he got to learn all about his home planet. Whereas she knows what Krypton was like. She had a life. She had friends. She had a relationship with her mother. And then Krypton died so her experience is very different i like that they've leaned into that because this isn't just a girl version of superman which originally when she was created that's exactly what she was whereas they've done a lot of work over the years to give her her own personality and and that's what we're getting here is i do i do like that i mean the reason she's going to the future in the first place is because batman's like she's too careless like she's not in control of her abilities and she's essentially a threat so it's like right he's going to send into the future so that was a good way to get jensen eccles back as batman it was good having him back um, but again what is it like 10 15 minutes she's in the future that's the rest of the movie with the legion i know the characters well from the comics and they had their own animated series it ran for at least two seasons the Legion have appeared in Smallville. So we have seen these characters before, but again, like to have this movie be called Legion of the Superheroes or Legion of Superheroes, so many people are going to be unfamiliar. But if if you know the comics, you've seen them on Smallville, you're going to recognize Legionnaires like Lightning Lad, Saturn Girl, who else? Uh, Cosmic Boy. I think they're the ones that featured there. But what's happening in this movie, there's a mystery, they're missing. So then you've got the remaining teammates, Shadow Lass, Timberwolf, who've taken the leadership roles. 
But then the other characters who, this is where I'm getting the X-Men vibe because they're not best of the best. You know, when you read X-Men comics and it's not about Wolverine, Cyclops, you know, all the cool X-Men, you get the lesser characters. And that's kind of what you're getting with Bouncing Boy, Dawnstar, Phantom Girl, you mentioned Triplicate Girl, Invisible Boy. And that's the thing with the Legionnaires. The names are ridiculous. Like, there's literally... (laughs) There is a legionnaire, and he appeared in an episode of the Supergirl TV series. His name, Matter Eater Lad. His superpower, he can eat anything. Anyway, <laughs> they've got silly names, silly powers, but you do get some Sorry. more competent members, Monel and Brainiac 5. Monel, I've got to be honest, I was generally surprised to find that he, he was the villain. And not the not the main villain, but one of. And then we get Brainiac. Not Brainiac 5, but the actual Brainiac who we first saw in the opening of Justice Society World War II. So this is like everything's all over the place because, okay, so I press play on a Justice Society movie and it's Barry Allen and Iris West having a picnic in the park in Metropolis. I'm thinking, huh, okay. And then Superman turns up. Oh, this is a bit different. And then there's Brainiac, a Superman villain. And then you meet the JSA. So again, they are definitely having a different approach with these films. So to watch this Legion of Superheroes movie, which is really a superhero or Supergirl, which is really a Supergirl movie, you need to watch the JSA movie that came out a few years ago, because that's where the setup happens and the payoff is here. Yeah, we should probably talk about Brainiac some more because Brainiac is a big villain in this. And the way that he is portrayed in this, it's a lot more grotesque than how we've seen him before when you've, you've got the Brainiac and he's absorbed the other Brainiacs and the trapped and ultimately gets defeated by him splitting himself into multiple pieces because they all want to be the Brainiac. Never seen that done before. I mean, yeah, and a bit of a bit of a confronting sort of. I mean, like it's it's not terribly grotesque, but it's like you know he's got all the faces, and it's almost like it's like a blob of like lost souls within him. So yeah, interesting yeah, direction they they took with him. Um, yeah, but you know, like we've got our two. What ends up being our two main characters? You know, the Supergirl, and then. And then the Brainiac, what's his number again? Uh, five. Five. And like the pairing that they've got with them two together kind of is our drive throughout the movie, leading them to the to the big bad, which is Brainiacs one through four. <laughs> Do you know what? With the time they've got with this movie, I think they did a good job at selling you on their relationship. Like when you get to the end, and Supergirl and Brainiac 5 are now in a relationship. I think for the time they had, because this movie comes in, what, just under, I mean, the usual mm. 70 plus minutes, maybe 80 minutes, but the time they had, when you get to the end, and there's a couple of post-credit scenes, one with Superman, and it's Kara introducing Brainy to her cousin. You buy it. I think it's, like, the, okay. same, it's the same. It's just the one post-credit scene. But it's just like kind of two parts to the scene, I guess, because it is. It's is it not two? Oh no, actually, or is it just the end of the movie? No, it is. 
Well, you've got no, no, no. It's it's two parts. That's right. right. You've got yeah. It's the introduction of the hey, this is my boyfriend, and and Superman's just like uh, okay, cool, and he just needs to get out of there because he's got a bigger issue to deal with. Put a pause in that for a sec because we will jump on that in in just a moment. But with their relationship, like you're right, like I mean, we've been saying that the the overall so all the other stuff happening with the you know like the legion and and this and that and all and all that you know like again i spent this movie not caring about any of that but when the focus was on supergirl it was it was a better movie and that includes the relationship the pairing of her and brainiac i mean look through the early stage when they're first meeting there's a few little hints you know there's the moment where they're sort of awkwardly embracing when that thing's happening and then it's like oh they feel uncomfortable because yeah like teen kind of awkwardness and drama but then throughout the movie you know they're, they're bonding and by the end of it like yeah i believe it enough to be like cool yeah this this works and the type of movie that this sort of is delivering it feels like a teen drama like i said like a like a cw like one of the cw shows it's that kind of fitting for it with a school we're with young characters we've got blossoming romance it, it's all there and look we should give a shout out to the voice actors all well, the both voice actors for both but meg donnelly who does super like here's a positive from me um i think she did a perfectly fine job again and nothing to get super excited about you know like oh man she's the best voice actor i've ever heard but you know just the sound of her voice the sort of sensibilities the the uh, the attitudes that she's sort of projecting, it feels like a teenage Supergirl kind of thing, but also still fun, bubbly, soothing voice. Am I getting into weird territory here? I don't know. But Meg Donnelly did a pretty bang-up job. Yeah, no, I get um, it, what you're saying. Yeah, she sounds yeah, youthful. Like yeah, she sounds like a teenage girl. I mean, it's Supergirl, not Superwoman. Often, they'll go and cast older actors, That's whereas right. this time and it does sound just, like you they've gone younger. the age, whether it's a, a gruffness and stuff. Harry Shum Jr., who voices Brainiac 5, um, when I was when I was first hearing him, I was like, I was like, why is his voice so familiar? Um, he's actually a recent addition to the Grey's Anatomy cast, um, one of the new bloody interns, season 19 they're on. Yes, I'm still watching it. I'm one of the only network shows I watch. They're still making it, but yeah. But he's a <laughs> yeah, he's a new young, and again, young. That's it. That's the key. Right. I mean, look, these aren't these aren't actually teenage actors as such, but they have a youthfulness to their voice, and it works to bring these characters to life anyway. But anyway, that post credits. Yeah. Well, quickly, there's one more thing. It was good, although brief, actually seeing Cara Kent in her disguise, beginning of the movie with her glasses, before she is blasted off into the 31st it's, century it's so brief that it's like it i can't even remember what she looked like because the same but with glasses in, do you not know how the disguise works <laughs> that's it the, but the, and, you know the legion they're meant to be there i get it they're all in their they're all in their uniforms and stuff but i don't know having her in a superman costume the whole time weird still but there's so many of the Legion. I guess it's it's easier. It's easier to, right? to know who's to have them all if in. they're wearing yeah. wearing their costumes. And uh, we absolutely will get to that post credit scene, but quickly, Dark Circle. They're building them up, aren't they? In the Tomorrowverse, they're going to be the big bad. They're going to be the threats that 
is going to be going up against the Justice League in that next movie. But we do get the scene. Uh, this movie concludes. You get a shocking post-credit sequence featuring some horrific murders and teasing a bleak future for the Tomorrowverse. It's a bit of a cop-out because the cliffhanger, and again, movie, TV show, it does feel like a TV show, but the cliffhanger is the potential death of Batman Superman. Remember Batman the 66 and they do the two-part cliffhangers and it's like, you know, tune in, same time, same bat time, same bat channel, all of that stuff. And you come back and see, did Batman and Robin escape? And they always did. Well, this is like, <laughs> so are we to go into this next movie thinking whether or not Batman and Superman have died? And I'm <laughs> they, sure they're, they I'm like, sure they're okay. They flashpoint, they bloody flashpoint again. <laughs> I was like, ah, we're going to... The weird thing, look, the post-credit scene is exciting. It was kind of like, I'm like, okay, cool. There's something coming. It's going to be, a, and like the whole fake death thing aside, we know that's going to be undone like straight away. But it's a weird feeling because you get to in this movie and you've experienced the movie. Yeah, we'll get to the rating, but we've experienced the, the movie. And then there's this tease as such for the next thing. And it's like, oh, cool. I'm excited for that. And is that is that how it should be? Like, should I be more excited about the next movie when I didn't even really... I'm showing my hand a bit now. I guess we're there. But to not have been that thrilled with the thing that I've just watched, it's like, okay, cool. But the next one, the next one is the is where it's at. I don't know. Yeah. It, this one, I definitely do have a different feeling towards than the other five. They felt more, more contained, although they were clearly building to something just having the characters interact. But this one, it's kind of like, maybe if you didn't really enjoy it, well, this movie is in the 31st century now, and the next movie is going to be present day. Whether they're going to bring Kara back, I don't know. But it does, it's like, instead of just focusing on what they're giving you now, they're just saying, hey, but look, we've got this other thing coming. But they're the building mean, something. It, it and, is, it's just a commercial for the next thing. That's, that's all it is, much like Marvel have done before that is true but come on then let's um let's rate it. if you're going to rate this movie out of five uh yeah look so i mean what can i say look the i'll, I'll, I'll say it. i i didn't really enjoy this movie like there's there's parts of it but what it comes down to is like when the movie started and it was about supergirl and it essentially was a supergirl movie I was on board and I was like, okay, cool. I like where this is going. I'm, I'm engaged. I'm ready to go on this journey. And then when she jumped to the 31st century, it became a movie about something else, introducing characters, but failing to make them mean anything to me. I just, I didn't care. I didn't care anymore. And I think I just wanted the movie, even though it, it honestly, it does continue to focus on Supergirl, but in a way where, like, I, I would have just been more, interested in in seeing her deal with you know like adapting to earth and and trying to find her place there when where the movie sets up that premise and then abandons it immediately like hey you know like she needs to learn to to fit in and find her place and and become one with this planet and then it's just like oh pluck her out and put it somewhere completely different so it's almost like premise but then a reset and then something completely like i don't know then and I don't know, just the, as the rest of the movie played out, I just found myself just not caring. And I could ask the question, like, how many more 
of these movies, these animated DC ones, like, do I keep watching and, and with the feeling of I'm just churning through this out of obligation to complete them or to, you know, fulfill your requests? Hey, listen, I'll never stop asking. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But I can say no. But look, I mean, it's not a completely lost cause. Like, it wasn't like I hate this movie. It's nowhere near that. It's just I just can't find myself being able to really praise that much of it. So I'm going to come in with a with a with a level-headed two out of five. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like we've had a similar experience. Maybe I found more things to like about it. I'm more familiar with the Legion, so it was interesting seeing them. But to be honest, same as you, though, two out of five. I am liking, for the most part, this shared continuity. We've got the Justice League coming next. They're all going to get together, the Dark Circle, see what that's going to be like. But it's not just Tomorrowverse, though. The next one, The Doom That Came to Gotham, which is a Batman film, and it's adapted from a comic written and illustrated by Mike Mignola, the creator of Hellboy. So they're still mixing it up, so it's not all a shared continuity, which is something that Warner Brothers have always done. But yeah, this is the first one of the Tomorrowverse where I was like, ah, okay, not not the best, but still still has its merits. So there's things that I didn't I mean, like about it. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could say this was the first one, but like, but it, honestly, it's not. Like, you know, I, I really enjoyed the the Man of Tomorrow, that that first Superman one, um, and then like the Batman, the two Batman films that that came out. I was like, no, this this was fine, and then that one almost felt like it was a separate own thing because it had its own thing going on. It was contained to Gotham. It was, you know, it was a whole thing. It almost felt like one of the Elseworld movies. And then, but then since then, everything else that has come, I'm just fine, like, eh, like mediocre at best to really not liking them. And, you know, this one's not the worst, but it's, it's still, I just feel like that trajectory isn't really waving. But maybe the the next one, which is, was going to be something a little bit different. And, and it could be. Like, world of war or whatever it's yeah. called. It, it could be more, <laughs> not necessarily grounded because it's still going to be superhero superpowers and all of that, but yeah. it's going to be present day, more familiar heroes because that was the thing with the long Halloween. I mean, you could see visually that it's a shared continuity because of the animation style, but it was a much grounded story. Whereas the last one, Green Lantern, limited time on earth, then in space, this one, limited time, Earth, present day, then it's in the future. So maybe the next one can win you over. We'll see how we go. But look, that's that's it of our review of uh, Supergirl, the animated movie, or, or better known as Legion of Superheroes. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Knock at the Cabin and Cocaine Bear. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of Creed 3. You've been listening to Jason. And you've been listening to Luke. We're the guys from that film studio. We'll see you soon.